Welcome to the Space of the Waste, featuring host Melody Edmondson. Do you struggle with the right look to complement your body shape? Have you tried so many different looks and styles only to be disappointed time and again? You've landed on the right program. We'll show you how to make the right style work in your favor. Now, here is Melody Edmondson. Welcome to the Variety Channel. This is your host, Melody Edmondson, and my show, The Space of the Waste. Thank you so much for tuning in today on Tuesday, and I have a delightful guest here today, uh, Joanne Ross-Wells. She joins us from Perth, Australia, and her clothing line is JRW Bridal. She does the most beautiful bridal collection and customs for brides all over the world. And since our show is actually in 156 countries and 149 languages, I'm hoping that everyone will listen to the show and write down all of her uh, website and how to get in touch with her in case you would like to give her a Zoom call and make an appointment for your bridal gown. Joanne, tell us what's happening for uh, 20, I guess 2023, if going, you know, forward, that's what we want to know. And this will air uh, in January. So I want everyone to know the newsiest news you have. (laughs) Hi, Melody. And yeah, 2023 is set to be a very busy wedding year and into 24, so very exciting. And um, thanks to one of your other uh, shows, I got in touch with your guys that are going to be installing the virtual measurements onto my website, which should happen in December. So by the time we air, uh, people should be able to go onto my website and we can do the whole full 3D measurements from two photographs. I love it. So I'm very excited. So who's your 3D uh, uh, big things? Yes. Big things. Big things. Yes, yes. They're fabulous. I'm so glad you got in contact with them. They will do a great job for you. Did you speak with Elizabetta? I think the guy was Shiv. Shiv? Shiv. Shiv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 Well, I'm so very helpful. Glad you guys hooked up. It seems like everybody that's been on my show, they are contacting each other. Yeah. And I love it. It's like we're all a, a support group for each other. And yeah. I just love it. I even had um, someone send me their collection and I, you know, he wanted my two cents worth. And I looked on there and I was, of course, thinking of my waist links and i'm saying well don't exactly. do the same there just match <laughs> up your print and get rid of it even if you have to make it more expensive it'll fit more people without the waste you know exactly because in and, one of your other shows you were chatting about the separates with another bridal designer and that was my collection for this year and it's been great because a lot of the girls are getting the separates then made into a dress yeah, I but I do it, I you. can measure, I can find yes. the right skirt yes. for them. It's just so exciting. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think it's going to be absolutely fabulous, those yeah. separates. I really do. And especially since, well, I, I guess it depends on on the girl, but the woman, but um, or the they or what, whatever. Yeah. But I'm saying some people I have noticed there are more casual weddings. They're outside. Yeah. They're with flowers, they're in gardens, they do gazebos. This one girl I know wanted to wear her cowboy boots and a beautiful dress. She had a beautiful dress with cowboy boots and did it outside uh, on a ranch. And I just think you can do whatever you want. And some of them just lend to different silhouettes that you can move in and not feel constricted but and the nice thing again with the separates collection that's um part of my ready to wear is it allows the bride to have the versatility of actually mixing and matching and having a selection because so often when the girls are in the bridal shops they're standing there and they love this but they don't like the skirt or they like the skirt don't like the top so and the it same gives the bride a bit of creative space yes, to work yes, with, which I love. It does. Yeah. It does. Exactly. Yeah. Especially with, um, say, inverted triangles that have wider shoulders and larger breasts, but exactly. narrow hips and narrow, you know, they want the top to n- not be too voluminous, but also yes. to accent their figure, but also the bottom is their smallest part. Exactly. And when I I was designing the collection, it was with all the different body shapes in mind. Yes. And there was something for everyone. I love it. I love it. I love it. 23, I think, is going to be the best year for bridal ever. I mean, I just think with everything that that I read about with all the embroidery people, you know, like Michelle Feinberg's. New York Embroidery Studio in New York, and there are many others. There's uh, all kinds of embroidery people, and they're very important, I think, in the beadwork and and even the scattering instead of like the clumping, but some of the scattering of pearls that I've seen even on jeans and stuff. I can see that on uh, on a skirt or on even palazzo tight pants. Yeah, you know, I think that would be just beautiful. It would be but, stunning. So, and I you, always love with the beadwork. I love it when it's very ace. Well, not very asymmetrical, but not mirror imaged. Yeah, you know, I agree. you don't want the left and the right looking exactly yes. the same. You want it yes. sort of more free flowing. Yeah, but I think it's got a better energy when it's like that. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, I love it. It's unexpected, and I yes. think that's really, yes. really kind of where it's at is not to have something so memorizable but something that and especially with you talking about um, unexpected I love it when the bride walks down the aisle and then you know she's standing with her back to everyone for anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes and to have details on the back that are unexpected yes um I think, and that are detachable that they can take off later when the dancing and the eating. Yes, I agree. So that's, again, more versatility, more, you know, and adding someone's own unique feel to it. Yes, yes. So, yeah. Personality definitely comes into play. And 
you know, how they wear their hair and how many tattoos they have or whatever, if, or what, yeah. what they want to showcase, you know. Exactly. And I had one bride with a, a quite a bad birthmark on the back of her shoulder okay. and a tattoo down the center. And she wanted the tattoo visible, but not the birthmark. So yeah. with the lace placement, we were you know, very careful as to where we placed everything. Perfect. And her first fishing a couple of weeks ago, she was like, oh, my word, you can't, you can see my tat, but you can't see my birthmark. That's right. And that's the beauty of custom is being, it is. being and, you know, I have one shoulder lower than the other one. And, yes. um, and that's quite normal, actually. Yeah, I'm, I think it's, it, maybe it is, I don't know, but yeah. uh, I'm noticing it more than I'm older than when I was younger, but um it's just that when you do have things made, you can get the bottom of the top corrected so that Correct. when you when you're sitting down and they're squared, and then when yeah. you stand up, the length is correct. You know exactly. Same thing with yeah. you know cutting your hair if if yeah. your neck is crooked. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so what do you think is going to be important for 2023, other than? Obviously, individuality is number one now, you know, but if there were some trends to talk about or uh, trending or what you see uh, that you're going to see a lot of in 2023 or a lot more of, what do you think it would be? Yeah, well, I've sort of always worked with a little bit of color, but I'm seeing girls being a bit braver. So I've actually just finished a burgundy and black wedding dress okay um so that that's quite different and I think brides are feeling better in stepping out and doing it their way so they're more confident with that I'm seeing a lot more blush champagnes and nude linings to showcase sort of the lace more um so I think predominantly it's still your your sort of full ivory look different shades but a lot more illusion lace. So your arms, your sleeves are that illusion sort of look. So it okay. looks like the lace is floating. You know, the low mm. backs, you can have that illusion lace that it still pulls the bust in nice and firm, yes. but it has the illusion of a low back. Yes. And then you, you put the little pearl buttons or crystal buttons up the center of the back as part of the mm. detailing, you know. Beautiful. So again, it's that unexpected look that you get when you see the back of the bride. Yes, I think all of that's so important. And again, with the custom, if the bride has a small bust, then you can go quite a low back. But, you know, yep. as soon as you sort of over a C cup, then you need something that's going to make the bride feel comfortable and that everything's mm -hmm. where it needs to be. <laughs> and yes. that you get the shape of the bust beautifully, you know, because if it's not fitted... You can, and if you if the look is a loose look, then that's fine. Um, but if you want that more structured bodice, then you need the back sort of along under the bust line to at least be attached, you know, um, from that point down. So there's a few technical things that yeah, you you have to consider awesome. as the designer. So yeah. I love it when the bride comes to me with all her inspo, and I can look at her and say, okay, well. This is, this is the length of your waist. So the first thing we're going to do is drop your waistline seam. We're going to trickle the lace look further down to elongate the waistline yeah, and maybe drop the, the waist 
at the back a little bit to create more length there. So that's that's fun. That, you know? Like sometimes the V that comes down that looks like you know, it kind of elongates the waist too. Yeah, and I know. Working with the lines, all those I, optical illusions. Yeah, and uh, I know last time you had uh, explained how fabulous if you're a square and a wider square or a taller or or shorter rectangle yeah. that's slightly wider than you know 16 or 18 inches or whatever but yeah say you want to look longer and leaner not that that you want to but maybe you did and if you did you had this idea of diagonal uh piecing or going down yes now i'm looking at working. ruching yes yeah it's all that Eating. side ruching and draping it's it's exciting yes and i can see yeah. how that and that's a one shoulder i can see yeah. how that is elongating you know yeah and and and, and she is it's a mother of the bride who's um uh, must be on the shorter more rectangular yeah. Um, side yes. so it's creating beautiful lines for her shaping elongating and yes. and it, and it's in quite a modern design so you know a lot of my mother of the brides they say I don't want to look like an old duck you know yeah <laughs> exactly. young and trendy, but yes. but not you know not too young and not too because sort of they are young bride. young mothers of brides you know they're yes. not old and it in age, the chronological age doesn't matter as much as the mental age, you know, and yeah. the ener energy age, so to speak. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and dressing to your body shape, you know, to have yes. someone that has the technical skills to sort of make the best out of what you've got, you know. You bet. Yeah. You bet. And I think you're when you were talking about your separates, what popped into my mind is I think that could be very good kind of like uh, movable parts for the bridesmaids also. Let's yeah. say if someone has a color theme, I say that it's periwinkle or next year they're talking about this apricot color being so big. Yeah. Say it was apricot. So say you have it in several shades of chiffon and, yeah. you know, they could move the parts around to which is better for them, but they'd all be in the same exact tones. Yes. Two or three tones of chiffon, some in skirts, maybe some in a dress, some, you know what I mean? Yeah, some think, in, in pants. They like to, you oh, know, yes. at least one bridesmaid in the party to have the full-on trousers. I think it yes. looks fabulous. I think it's fantastic. I, I yeah. just... I really do think the movable parts are important for the mm -hmm. bridesmaids and in the same color. I like that better yeah. than everybody in a different color. Personally, I like yeah. that. And everybody in a different color and a different fabric. I don't really like that. But if it's the same fabric, same color and all different silhouettes, who cares? Yeah, it's I know. best on them. Just take the math. And yeah, it everywhere. Yeah, uh, and I think yeah. anything uh, unusual that you see popping up that I might not think about. Um, I haven't since we last spoke. I don't think there's anything that springs to mind. But um, there were some colors, like you had some brides doing colors, and I know I knew someone that wanted black. And another yeah. one that talked about doing red or just red shoes. 
Um, I do. So I think all of that is totally individualized, but I bet you the ivories are still probably the biggest thing, aren't they? They are. They are definitely, um, definitely the most popular. Um, so, and it's just the different shades. Like we were chatting before, uh, yes. some girls come in and say, no, I want a white dress. And I'm like, I'll purposely have a pure white. There's 900 whites. <laughs> yeah, a, a piece of fabric to show them this is pure white. And when yeah. you're outdoors and your photographer's trying to get great images, the very white, white just reflects and you lose all the detail. So as soon as you go for your softer ivories and especially, you know, the ivory lace with the darker undertones, your photos are richer because they're picking up more of the texture and absorbing the light. So it's not just reflecting off. So that the photographers is, hate a pure white dress. Okay. <laughs> that is so good to know. That is yeah. like awesome to know because yeah. unless you know that, you yeah. could select the wrong color and not yeah. like your photographs and not know why it's because all the yeah. details not going to show up. It might look flatter too. Mm. And when brides are going through a website or a catalog and looking at the dresses, they sort of all appear white, but they're mostly all ivory, you know, that ivory white mm -hmm. and then into your, your deeper colors. But um, yes. there's, yeah, very there's, few brides will yes. go the white, white. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, Interesting to know. Yeah. And I would assume that that would look better on your skin as well. It does. Do you yeah. have any issues ever with that? Somebody wants one color and it doesn't really look good with your skin. So you have to, you know, because, you know, I know some people that look the best in, in like a crisp white shirt. Crisp white. And yeah. somebody else, like I like to wear ivory better. Yeah. My skin has yellow in it. Yeah, And uh, I just think that's probably comes up a lot in wedding gowns. It does. Which tone does. of white, which tone of ivory, you know, yeah. which tone. And it can go beigey, it can go pinky, it can go peachy. I mean, it can go pinky. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a million. And some whites can even have a lot of blue that I see. Yeah, so and that's what I call the diamond white. It's got a very blue undertone. And I had one client that came with a hand-embroidered uh, New Zealand fern organza that she wanted me to incorporate somewhere in her dress and trying to match other whites to the white of that organza and the embroidery was very difficult. Oh, God. And that's why I prefer just working from scratch, you know, and just yeah. sourcing all the, all the fabrics it. myself. So. Yeah. It's, it's always difficult trying to match to a piece that someone's had from, from you know, a while ago. Although I think I told you about the, the mum and bride that came in and the bride was going to use the mum's 35-year-old veil. Yeah. So we, we matched the silk and the lace to the mum's veil and then they went away. When they came back for the first fitting, the mum had washed the veil and the veil was now almost white. <laughs> so... I then had to take this beautiful 35-year-old hand-embroidered veil. Dye it. Dye it in tea. I was going to say tea leaves. <laughs> yeah. Tea. And I was like, oh, my word, I did a little test piece and then did it five minutes. No, it still wasn't strong enough. Back again. 
But uh, yeah, it all worked out beautifully. So the mum was very relieved she hadn't ruined it. Oh, man, that is, oh, I would be freaking out. What? Yeah, because oh, I'd say to the mum, you can take it and, and die it in tea. And she looked at me and she said, uh, no, I think you can do that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So she, the full so she did end up getting to wear it after, <laughs> she all, did. after all of that. Did you she have did. to repair it in any way? Was there some repair? Yeah, there were a few little pieces that yeah. I had to sort out, but the mum had rolled it in tissue paper, in an acid-free tissue paper, which was pretty good. I think storage of the gowns and things that you want to pass on, yeah. you've got to do your research and make sure, especially your silks. Yeah. And I know you're like me. You love the yes, silks. Yes, I do. Naturals. I love those silks. Yeah. Love those silks so much. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, what other colors do you think will be happening, are happening and for spring besides the apricot? That, I mean, I, I just got that. Uh, recently well, I saw that and yeah you know. one of the color palettes that's uh, just starting to trend that I actually love is it's an all white palette but it's okay. different shades so it's your whites and creams and the greens of the um, you know the leaves and that but when you and even the the bridesmaids are in the ivory okay. you know so often it's you know there's been this phase where the bridesmaids were all in black and the bride in white, very dramatic. And now there's this sort of trend going where the bridesmaids are in ivory or white as well. Oh. And it's, but like shorter dresses. So the bride's in the full, um, okay. full length gown. Oh, I've seen it that the bride's in a short mini and the bridesmaids are in the long gowns. Oh my so God. It's, I think people are experimenting and oh. really you know, spicing it up a bit. But and sometimes but, yeah. they ask you to wear a certain color, like mm. uh, please wear black or please wear only navy or, yeah. or don't wear ivory or don't wear black. And, yeah. And I'm I'm seen trouble because I wear black all the time. So I'm in <laughs> I <know>. trouble. <laughs> and I know my granddaughter who's getting married, uh, Tessa, uh, in Hawaii, she's having a destination wedding this summer, I think in May. And yeah. I've already told her, I'm going to wear black, so don't, don't be sending an invitation that has a little note inside, you know. Exactly. And I've been to a few, um, yeah, so. yeah, a few destination safari weddings in Africa. And the, the color theme for the guests is, you know, your white and stone and earthy colors. And Ooh. In the photos, it's really amazing. You know, I you get bet. that whole sort of African safari vibe. I so, love it. Can you wear olive green? Yeah, that would work. Yeah. Because I, I could see men in suits in olive green and khaki. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That, ooh, that so would I be love, beautiful. I love when I work with the brides. You sort of start off with what their vision is for the whole wedding. You know, yes. the color palette for the flowers, the, the men, you know, so you sort of start with the colors and then your theme, your romantic is a very big theme going into 2023. 
Um, you know, there's still a little bit of your boho and even a little bit of the um, sort of um, beachy. Yeah, the beachy sort of um, more earthy vibes. Yeah. But the romantic one is coming up up above all the others. Yeah, it's a little bit step up, I think, a little more formal, but not not yeah. all the way. And I think yeah. that's where it's bringing in a little bit of the softer hues as well, like your yes. apricots and blushes. So too. Very romantic colors, very feminine, um, yeah, flattering, you know, and, and with different skin tones, you can play, you know, yeah. with the different levels of Shades. the color as well. Exactly. Like even with blush, there's yes. some of those very nude blushes that yes. some of my brides just cannot wear. Yes. That's so true. It's and you can go deeper. Tones. You can do, do deeper in those colors, and you can yeah. tweak them a little bit in, more into the peach. You know, yeah. if they don't do pink well. Yeah, and, and um, also like with the periwinkle that they were talking about so much this year. Uh, there's many shades of that as well. Yeah, and I can see that on. Lots of people. I'm still not tired of that color. I like all I know. It's shades. been one of my favorite ones since I can remember. It's Me just, too. Me too. I just yeah. love the color and I like to see it in weddings, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the summer. But holiday, I think it's pretty too. You know, yeah, I it is. some of those light colors come holiday and come yeah. uh, winter wedding. You know, there's probably a lot of white, all white weddings in the winter. You know, like what you said, those colors, ivory or white. I bet there's... Yeah, and the beach beach holidays, the beach weddings here in Australia, they love all those white tones, the soft tones on the beach background and the beautiful blue ocean. You know, here in Perth, we have this almost turquoise ocean and it's, uh, yeah, makes a great backdrop. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. how do you see the men, what it's going on? Because in women's wear, the, uh, and what I've mostly seen for men's wear, it's pretty much the same straight legs, not the skinny, skinny cigarette, mm-hmm. but the, not the skinny leg, but the straight leg and the fit and yeah. flared or the boot cut. Do you see that? Um, I like to say it looks a little seventies, but not really because it's new. But yeah. um, I like the look, but how I don't know how extreme they'll go with weddings, you know, into the flare, but maybe just straight leg. Yeah, again, I think it's so much on where they've booked their venue. If it's yeah. that country outdoor, the beach, the sort of, you know, five star hotel in the city. Yeah. You're gonna, you know, the hotel weddings are going to be more your tuxedos and, um, yeah that sort of look and your beaches will definitely be those chinos, white shirt and a, and a casual jacket. Yeah. What about the uh, lapels on jackets? Are they stay? Uh, are there more wider or the ties? And I just watched the new um, making the cut. I know it was done in August, September, but I just saw it. I kept thinking I'd already seen it, but that I hadn't. And I noticed Tim Gunn had the the spread collar from the Georgia Armani days of the 80s and a slightly wider tie. 
And, yeah. uh, but I, he didn't have wider lapels or wider pant legs. Yeah, or anything. I haven't but seen them wider. No, I haven't okay. seen that either. I just wondered if you had. <laughs> well, I, I was helping a groom with his outfit a couple of months ago. And one of the shirts he tried on had a super wide collar. Uh, which was quite different, but they just didn't go for it. They, yeah. you know, it was pushing mm-hmm. him out of his comfort zone a bit too much, but he was shorter. Yeah. So possibly he couldn't carry, you need someone That's with right. a, a bit more stature. Longer neck and taller, probably. Yeah. Like turtlenecks yeah. on yeah. short neck, shorter people. If they have but I do hear from, from the men that, um, they find the, the bridal fashion for them uh, quite boring. Yes. That's you know, why they, they need want you to make them to spice it up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, the vests and the cummerbunds and those yeah. ascot-type ties. And yeah, I love that ascot tie. I think that's – and it can tie into the women's uh, – the colors that – she chooses whatever they yeah. are. And I think that ascot tie brings a bit of romance it into does. it as well. It fits it's with not the romantic so much thing. on the traditional side, yeah. more the it, romantic side. Exactly. And it yeah. fits into what's going on with the romantic look as well. Yeah. It's kind of early, you know, 18th century-ish. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All of that. What about links on a bride still going full length for the most part, but I'm bridesmaids. Are they doing the ankle length? Yeah. Most so they can walk. (laughs) Yeah. Most of them are still going the full length. And then that sort of dictates to the mother as well. Okay. You know, if the bridesmaids are are sort of three quarter knee length, then the bride tends to like the mum in a similar length dress. Okay. Whereas if the bridesmaids are all long, the, the, the mother. mother. So she often has the hardest job because she's got to fit in with a color, fit in with a length, you know, compliment and everyone once else. Her arms party. covered. And once yeah. her arms covered, and I know it's yeah, it's not easy for the mother of the bride. And I've had no. just friends and their kids and whatnot that have needed help finding mother of the bride. And you know, it's hard to find them. It and, is. And, and I've got one client that's about to have a medical procedure done where she's going to lose anywhere from five to 20 kilos. Um, and we've only got a couple of months, you know, before the wedding. So I had to, when I designed that, I had to be very smart. So I took all her vertical measurements. Yes. You know, all the ones that aren't going to change. Right. And then designed it the in frame. a way that we'll be able to reduce it through the, you know, sideways. Lots of fabric everywhere (laughs) because you never know the entire body shape could skew a bit. I mean, but going on the bone on the frame is the way to go because the frame is pretty much going to be the same. It is going to be the same. It's just wherever they, depending on how muscular she is, you know? Yeah. Not yeah. not too much, but we did uh, we did choose a beautiful floral silk Ooh. satin, and then the matching silk chiffon for the sleeve. Ooh, what color is her? It's it's an ivory background with dusty pinks and a few soft shades. Ooh, sounds pretty. Sorry. 
Ooh, that is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. That's very beautiful silk. Oh, I yeah, love that. Yeah, and then the, the sheer very chiffon. Pretty. Yes, gorgeous. It almost looks like roses or uh, flowers that are opened with the leaves yeah. all over it on a white ivory ground. It's really beautiful. Yeah. And you can see the quality. Yes. Oh, yeah. You can't go wrong with a good silk. Very pretty. Yeah. Uh, Let me see. Are anything new on venues? (laughs) I know they're so hard to get. You got to book them so far in advance. But is there anything unusual being used? I'm always seeing on uh, Pinterest and, and Facebook, they're always showing these tattered and torn and uh, it's the rustic theme, yeah, which um, yeah. was like, very popular. That was the word I was looking for earlier. And funny enough, romantics overtaken the rustic, but it's still maybe only ten percent behind. But I think in our uh, in the Perth area, there's a lot of vineyards and outdoor wedding venues. So in our popular months, which are October and March. We don't have, you know, much rain then. So that outdoor rustic area works, but it's very easy to to sort of redo those with a more romantic decor as well. Yes, so yeah, it, it, yeah. Softer, gentler, yeah. Yeah, just to update yeah. the flowers and, yeah. you know, not so uh, wildflower-esque. Yeah, and I think the venues here in Perth, the ones that can cater for the ceremony and the reception all at one place, and if they can, you know, uh, accommodate guests overnight as well, that's really great. Uh, So no one has to go a million places. Yeah, I like that too. I think that makes sense to do that. Yeah. Um, And what else was it going to be? Anything going with. I am going to have a jeweler on. Uh, in fact, you know, in uh, January, and she'll talk about all the newest types of diamonds and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't Girls know. Girls' face Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much yeah. that comes into play with the dresses, but. Well, there's a couple of uh, bespoke jewelers here that I deal with. And when they do a ring that's quite unusual, it's quite nice for the bride to come and get her dress custom made, especially if it's, um, there was one soft blue diamond ring that was done that we could sort of design around that because, you know, the the ring is is mostly bought before the dress. Every now and then it's not, but generally... And again, with the setting of the ring, if it's more classic or more romantic, or so it, it, it'll fit into, into the theme quite well. So it is nice looking at all the aspects of the wedding and, and working it so that it's all in harmony. You know, you get that, the flow, the essence, like a brand soul essence running through the whole wedding theme. Oh, you bet. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Love so, that. I I don't know. Um, the men's, they were doing the titanium for a long time, rings. I don't know if they're going back to gold. And Yeah, I've seen a lot of the black and sort of silver look that seems quite popular over here. Um, normally when it's designed by 
by the woman. <laughs> so the guys are pretty relaxed and not too worried. There's yeah. a few. I've had one bride that arrived uh, to the appointment with her brother. Okay. And I realized quickly that he was actually the creative one. And, wow. and it was just fabulous. I'm like, oh. He, he got her into feeling. He wasn't a designer, but he should have been. <laughs> yeah, and but but maybe he made her look better. <laughs> yeah, and he gave. He, he was like her confidence. She was quite a shy, introvert person, and her brother was the opposite. Like, oh no, try this on. Do this. Do. Look at this fabric. Oh, yeah. I love this. You know. Yeah. I love it. That's fantastic. Thank goodness. And I, and I just, while we're talking about that, it's quite important for brides when they're going to their bridal appointment, either with a designer or in store, that they choose their team very carefully. It's It won't necessarily be all of your bridesmaids that are the right person to have at your dress fitting. And, you know, even your mum or your auntie, be very careful that it's not someone that's going to be in conflict with what you're wanting. That's right. That's right. So I've often, not often, but at times I've had to reschedule the bride because either a bridesmaid or a mom is, is trying to manipulate the bride to do it their way. Mm-hmm. And it's critical for the bride that it's her expression. That's right. Uh, so more. Yeah, to any brides listening, just mm-hmm. be very careful. Rather, just take be one happy. person with you that you trust, that you know will be honest That's with right. you. Yes. And that isn't trying to dominate and do it their way. They realize exactly. it's your wedding. Yes. <laughs> it's about you. That's true. And I, yeah. I had to learn that lesson the hard way when I used to help people find their clothes. Yes. And I learned that I... I would oversell on something and then they'd never wear it because it wasn't them. I like to see them in it and they could wear it. And that was their body shape, but they don't like bows. They don't like ruffles. You know, they are, that's not their personality. I I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson on that. And I, now I, if I see something and I think they'll look good in it and it's a little different from what they normally like, Mm If they say, no, 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 I don't want want to try that on. I listen yeah. to them because I yeah. think, is it the bow? Is it the sleeve is too fluttery mm-hmm. or what is it? Well, it's yeah. bad and it's just too, too many people are going to remember it. You know, yeah. find a lot of people don't, you know, I don't think about that, but a lot of people do. They yeah. want it to be remembered they want to be able to wear it a bunch of ways a bunch of times and yeah they don't want it to be too unique or too different which is Mm. that is not the way I am at all (laughs) I have to just shut my personality up and listen to them like like you listen to the bride and you want her to feel beautiful yeah and you know when you're dealing with brides if you're dealing with an introvert or an extrovert yes You know, it's taking all that into account that at the end of the day, especially the introvert person who doesn't have a lot of confidence, Mm -hmm. the more they work with me, the more confident I help them feel that they are stepping out, looking the best that they can look on that day. Because, you know, for that sort of bride, it's quite intimidating to, to walk out and everyone 
at your eyes upon staring you. at you and yes. criticizing you and having yes. an opinion, you know. Yes. So it's it's building right. the confidence in the bride that she can step out feeling amazing and knowing she's she's putting her best foot forward, you know. That's so right. and that's why really she's coming to you because you are the expert and you're not going to tell her that she looks okay in something if she doesn't, because you want her to look the very best that she can. Exactly. And And there's a a really nice diplomatic way of doing that as well, because you, you obviously have to be um, aware of someone's feelings because the emotions are high, you know, during that sort of appointment. Uh, so it's really nice, and that's why I love focusing on body shapes and proportions because mm-hmm. you're not—it's not a personal thing, right? You can, you know, generally talk about well the fact that you are short-waisted, yes, you know, enables us to remove this to flatter you, and it'll create this look. So there's a very nice way of taking their inspiration and angling it and tailoring it that it's going to be perfect for them and then yes. you end up with a unique dress in the end right you know and it's d- ditto if they're very long waisted and have shorter yeah. legs yes. and they might pick out a dress that's just too overwhelming for yeah. a shorter person and then or or shorter legs and yeah. and you have to explain that well you know the skirt part is too long yeah and you really want to emphasize your great uh, proportion, you know, yes, right yeah. figure because you have this beautiful torso to work yeah. with. So yeah. let's use it, you know, let's exactly. use something here and let's, yeah. let's uh, play with that, you know. Yeah, and because the problem is when, when a bride's researching and looking for inspiration, she's seeing often, you know, five foot ten models oh yes we're totally different so the picture in her mind of that dress is mm-hmm. on that particular person but as soon as you transfer that onto their proportions it's just not going to look or feel that's right, right. So, that's right and, and that's why i'm excited for the 3d scanning yes you know, i am because then when i design i will actually design onto the body which i'm doing now in my one sketching app but it's it's not as virtual mm-hmm. but you know i had an inverted uh, triangular bride and we took a photo of her in her gym kit and when i was designing i was showing her why we needed to add more to her hips because she wanted, you know, something that looked off the shoulder. So I've gone for a nice sheer off the shoulder look. So it doesn't create, you know, and then just adding a bit more to the bottom to create that more hourglass effect. And she could see it by me designing on her body shape. She could see what I was talking about. Yes. I can just see how helpful that's going to be. I just think the whole thing uh the big things is doing is just uh genius and is going to help everybody get yeah. the right look that they want because it is just you they have that mirror too yeah you know, and you can it's easy to see i think that's part of the big problem with with uh with women in shopping is it's just such a horrifying experience because many yeah. many women they hate taking measurements they don't want to 
go mm -hmm. through all of that and they don't want to be humiliated by going in the yeah. store, trying on a million things yeah. and not having them work out. Mm -hmm. And not, and a lot of stores don't keep all sizes of every dress. So yeah. they have to try on the wrong size and try to imagine. And then by the time the dress gets in for them to try on, yeah. they may not like it at all, you know? Yeah. And it is so much, like you say, about the proportion Yes. And it's just about that. And the easier it is to come at that in yeah. a non-defeating kind of math method, the better it is. Because yeah. it's uh, nothing, everybody's shape, to me, everybody's shape is beautiful in its mm. own way. And everybody, there's always somebody who loves a certain body shape more than another body shape. Yeah. And it isn't always what we think it's going to be. It's it's very individualized. So it, it is no matter where you are in life, whether you're uh, whatever age or whatever yeah. size you may be or whatever body shape, or mm -hmm. if it's been a summer where you're underweight or a summer where you've gotten overweight with COVID yeah. weight or whatever, <laughs> and your norm, you know what your normal weight is and you know you'll be there by your yeah. day. Yeah. That's one thing, but I don't think women should try to get some pie in the sky idea of radically changing their body before their wedding because they are who they are. And if they have yeah. tendencies, I know with myself, I've done that. I mean, not for yeah. my wedding, but yeah. I have dieted and gotten down mm -hmm. to, you know, these emaciated states thinking that I was going to, you know, feel better. Well, you know, I really don't because I don't. feel fine the way that that I am. And if yeah. other people happen to like that or yeah. are, are sorry that I'm not the size I was when I was 20. Well, you know, that's really their issue, not mine. Exactly. And, and I give yeah. myself uh, the privilege to be healthy eat exactly. healthy, and not do anything stupid from now on. Yeah. Doesn't make me feel good. No. And what I've explained to some of my clients, you know, the way that our ribs sit in our body, yes. um, you know, if you are an hourglass, generally your, your ribs will sit closer together at the bottom and the rectangular, which is what I am, my ribs sit straight. quite straight. So, you know, I, I can lose 10 kilos and still have the same body shape. I'm not That's ever right. going to have that tiny waist. Yeah, nobody's going to change it. their body shape. I mean, their yeah. bone structure is their bone structure. Yeah. You know, unless you go yeah. and start removing ribs and things like yeah, that. No. Ridiculous. No. No, but no, you're no. right. And I don't want, yeah. I always tell people it's not about your weight. It's about yeah. your waist placement. Where yeah. is your waist? Is it's underneath yeah. your rib cage? You know, yeah. usually yeah. it's underneath there. Sometimes you have a lot of space under your rib cage, but most mostly not. not. And that's usually yeah. where your waist is. And then it becomes all oh, your hips high. If your hips yeah. right there, right after your waist, like mine yeah. are, mm. it makes you even shorter waisted looking. And it yeah. really forbids me to wear a belt or have a dress with a seam at the waist yeah. because I have high hips and a short waist. So that, that's yeah. just a ticket to all 
one or I can do a longer leaner. You know, there are all kinds of proportions that I can wear. But what I can't wear are those classic silhouettes like the shirtwaist dress or a princess seamed dress. Yeah. Or even a classic blazer with patch pockets. That's never going to work on me because the patch pockets are going to be on my hips instead of face because I just have a short, short waist. But there's something for everyone. And like and it's embracing it and understanding it where you're loving it. Just accepting. Just accepting. It's just like you have accepted you are a rectangle. And I have accepted that I'm becoming more of a square (laughs) than an hourglass, but that's okay because my my back is sliding. And so I'm actually getting more short-waisted, which if I wanted to dwell on it, I could be really creeped out Mm -hmm. by that. But instead I'm just saying, well, I'm walking, I'm healthy. And so I've got a sliding uh, spine. That's the way it is. And as long as I'm not crippled up, I'm not going to have let Just that get in, take away from my joy. Yeah, exactly. keep moving and keep doing whatever I can do. And that's what they tell yeah. me to do. Do what you feel yeah. like doing. If it hurts, you know the difference between hurt and hurt, you know? Yeah. How much yeah. does it hurt, you know? Exactly. And, but I think acceptance and then go from there and just yeah. what it, what what it you know, for 25 years, I've pretty much been the same. And then it's been a yeah. few times where I'll come down yeah. or actually even go over. But for the most yeah. part, I've been steady. And that to me is healthy because, it you is. know, you don't want to be too far one way or the other. And uh, I like to have an appetite. And, you yeah. know, there's uh, things that, you know, one one has to do uh, – just as you age and your stomach and every, all your organs are yeah. getting older and there's just things that you have to be smart about. And I yeah. try to do that. Like, you know, I'm traveling a lot now, so yeah. I have to think about that and Enjoy my food that. choices and things like that, that you don't have to worry about so much when you're 20 years old. Yeah. But and I think with that acceptance, Melody, your expectations change. Mm-hmm. And when your expectations change, you're more content and everything sort of flows on. And you're so more confident. You're more exactly. confident, you know, exactly. and, you know, you just have to love and be be grateful for what one has, you know, yeah. and not what yeah. one, one doesn't. You know, we can all spend our time looking at magazines and saying, oh, look how she looks in that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, you know, that is not... <laughs> 0.03% of the population, maybe 0.003 is more like it. Like, and you know. what I'm loving with um, social media at the moment as well is there's a big drive for people to be more authentic. Yes. You know, uh, whether Inclusion. you're a personal brand or a brand, it's about being true and honest and authentic. That's right. And even the marketing has shifted, you know, That's the right. old traditional marketing is gone. It's like, this is that me, works. this is what I deliver. I want to attract the people that want the same as me. These are my values. This yeah. is how I work. Um, and it's just about being more authentic and real. And I love okay. that because yep. I'm a salt of the earth sort of 
um, person and I love attracting people that they want to be more authentic, yes. you know, and they yeah. want to embrace that. So You bet. They know who they are and they don't mind admitting it, you know, yeah. and that's, yeah. a, that's, that's great. I noticed mm-hmm. that all the figures that I get from uh, TikTok and the Gen, Gen Zers and yeah. how they they really don't follow any of the old ways. I mean, they they, yeah. they they clearly go on the people that they follow and the influencers yeah. and the people that they like on TikTok yeah. And, yeah. and various different brands that are able to come up with things within a few weeks of someone liking something. Yeah, exactly. And, and that, you know, with the whole metaverse, um, oh, yeah, that's the way that's going. I, I'm actually quite excited about it because I love the idea of, you know, designing for someone virtually. Um, you know, that's the best part of, of my job is the actual design side. So yes, to be able to address it. someone in the metaverse, I think is it's a very exciting time ahead. Oh, yes. And that yeah. is Gen Zers, they love it. They have their avatars. They can create their cities, create yeah. whatever they want. They can have Gucci everything or Tommy yeah. Hilfiger everything or Christian yeah. Dior or whomever or yeah. make up their own, you know. Exactly. get into all of that. And yeah. a lot of it just kind of goes over my head. I know you totally <laughs> understand it, and I'm sure I'll, I'll I'm just. It. I'm busy researching it all. There was a big thing on LinkedIn over yes. it, but I, I couldn't attend that. I had too many other commitments going on. But, I yeah, I find it fascinating. It is. I mean, they say it's something like $40 billion or something, this whole metaverse avatar yeah. and clothing yeah. and yeah. jewelry and accessories. And you really can't tell the difference. when If you can buy something for a third the price, that it would be if you actually own the the real dress or the yeah. real pair of jeans and the real top, say from Gucci, you can buy it for a third as much and put it on your avatar everywhere you go in every country you go to. Yeah. You can just superimpose it on the countries even if you're not going to them. Exactly. And you can hire it out if you're not wearing it, you know. It's like it's yeah. endless and possibilities. Jewelry and handbags too. I mean, yeah. uh, it's fascinating. Uh, there's just all kinds of crazy things. And I think it's the whole idea of no matter where you are or what you're doing, you you can travel the universe it is it's great <laughs> <In> your avatar <laughs> it's it's quite a creative experience though when you think about it yeah you know, it is it, but we did a, a big trip to europe uh for five weeks uh may and june and it's still lovely to actually get out and do it in person oh yeah yeah. Of course. Yeah, especially of Italy. Course. We did three days in Italy, and I just definitely one of my favorite destinations. I know. I love Italy yeah. too. Yeah. And so that whole romantic vibe again. It's yes. the history, yes. but in a very romantic setting. Exactly. And beautiful, beautiful buildings yeah. and food and everything. Yeah. Lovely, yeah. lovely. Well, I do think the. Um, whole virtual thing, creating your reality and the avatar and and in the metaverse is also very good 
for the individual because yeah. creating your own reality is the reality we're living right now is what we've exactly. created. And I think yeah. if anything, whether I understand all about it and even though I may not participate in it because I'm just not wanting to do an avatar or whatever, but if I know that it's a big deal and I think that the exercise is good and I think that it's very, very kind of cathargic, cathartic or whatever the word is. Cathartic, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So that you actually, you go through the process and Mm. then you realize, well, that's what I'm doing in my own life. And I think some of it in in uh, depending on the age, some people have probably come to a point in their lives where they know what they're capable of or what they're not capable of and where they're going to probably really be and own that and be happy with that because they're 40 and this is where they are. Or maybe they've met, they're at the maximum capacity of their knowledge and their know-how, and this is what they've brought themselves and they should be proud of it. Even though people finally realize that even um, the most successful people cannot Mm -hmm. go out and buy all of these designer clothes, you know, hundreds of them, because it's just, it's not affordable. You can't buy yeah. how many $5,000 jackets can you buy? Yeah. How many $1,400 designer shoes or $1,000? What used to be $300 is now $1,500. You know what yeah. I mean? What used to be a yeah. $500 Jimmy Choo or Manolo, now they're nine, $1,200, $1,500, $1,600. Yeah. yeah, those can anybody really buy unless you're, you know, mm. Melania Trump or you know <laughs> someone, you're just not going to have all of that excess money, nor would you want to take your money and use it for that when you have five children to educate, you know. Exactly. Priority. So, say if if you want to say that you could buy one of those and put it on your avatar for fifteen hundred dollars. Maybe someone's yeah. going to do it. Well, not yeah. maybe. They are doing it. They are and doing it. So they are yeah. doing it already. And yeah. they're buying those shoes for the 350 instead of the, you know, whatever. And they're doing that instead. So it's another yeah. way to be a rock star. (laughs) Even though you're playing in a grunge band in your local bar and you're having fun doing it, but you realized you're not going to become Aerosmith, you know? (laughs) So you might, but you can have that life in the metaverse, you know? And it's, again, it's about just having the balance. You just hope, you know, that this doesn't create an imbalance, that you still get out there and have your relationships oh, yeah. and one on one time. But, you know, a bit of escapism, it's like sitting and watching a good movie. It's okay yes. as long as you're not doing it all day. Yeah, as long as you really have a life, you know, yeah, <laughs> some exactly. kind of a life that you like, you know, yeah. some kind of a life. Yeah. Well, as usual, our time is ticking away. We have about 10 minutes and mm-hmm. I just want to ask you, what, what have we not covered that you'd like to cover for the listeners out there that are planning weddings? Give them your website and how they can get in touch with you through your web 
Okay. So my website is jrwbridal.com.au. Easy to find on Instagram as well, just at jrw and bridal. And uh, the jrw is is my name, Joanne Ross Wells. If anyone uh, is finding it difficult to remember, I have some people get the the R and the W mixed up. They say JW what? I'm like, no, okay, I'll bring the Joanne Ross Wells and more. Uh, Ross is my maiden name. Wells is my married name. So it's a little bit of who I was and who I am now. And yeah, I'm quite active on Instagram. So people can reach out there or they can go on my website. Uh, There's links from my Instagram through to my website and my bio. I do a monthly newsletter where I love talking about trends and tips and things that'll help uh, the bride sort of along the journey because it's quite daunting. Most people are doing it for the first time. So it can be very overwhelming, very overwhelming. So Um, sign up for her newsletter. You'll love it. Yeah, and it's fun. You know, I only do that once a month and then two weeks later you'll get a little blog notification and, again, that's just what's happening around the world and things that will help you on your journey. So I love the reason I love what I do is because I'm making a difference to brides' lives. You are. You know, you know any, any day, if I'm sitting wondering why am I doing this, I just, uh, I've got a document with all my reviews in and I just read that and I, it just warms my heart, you know. You, it's, you bring joy to people. Exactly. Deep, deep joy on the most deep important joy. day of most people's lives. You know, yeah. it's so yeah. important. Yeah, I always uh, I always look for you on uh, LinkedIn so I can see your latest wedding or destination yeah. or what you're yeah. cooking up because yeah. it's very uh, exciting. And now, of course, with my granddaughter getting married, um, it's in the limelight. It, yeah, yeah, it yeah. brings it home a little bit more. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Joanne, for coming on the show again. I really appreciate it. Oh, and we love having you. <clears throat> Your show is getting so many people ever since we did your last show, continuing to crank it up. I think you're in my number four best show or number three that I've had. And <clears throat> I couldn't wait to encourage you to please come on again and tell me more <laughs> was- happening in 23 so that yeah. all the brides get an opportunity. And and I want people to know that she's in Australia, but you know, you're used to Zoom now. So all you yeah. need can do is Zoom and she can do yeah. your measurements and everything. And then she can send things to you. You try them on with her. Yeah. It, this and is that's what's exciting, Melody. You know, you can be living as remotely as, you know, the top of the Rockies, but, um, you know, you can you can still, if you have a vision and you want to get your own custom wedding dress done, there's a way we can do it. There is. There's totally yeah. a way. Yeah. And Joanne Ross Wells is the way for a custom bridal gown or custom bridal party. <laughs> yeah. So thank thank you. you so much. I'm going to have to sign off, but I hope that everybody tunes in again uh, next Tuesday. And until then, get in touch with Joanne. 
Thank you for listening to The Space of the Waste. Please join host Melody Edmondson again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and Noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next time.